0: Hey, this is Eddie and this is Miguel and you're listening to the God life culture podcast.
1: Yes. Welcome back to another episode. We are super thankful that you are listening to us, whatever you're doing, wherever you're going. um, If you're on the go in your car or at your job, we're just thankful that you have taken out the time to listen to the God life culture podcast podcast. Um, it's been a few weeks since we started season two yeah. and um, the response has been great thank you so much to all of you who have been listening who have been participating in all our questions and polls and giving us feedback um, you know we're super grateful of that and I don't know about you but I mean I've been feeling the response has been yes. a little bit more than last season what do yeah, you think?
0: Yeah, no 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 yeah absolutely I think that the response has been exponentially greater than what it was last year And I think exponentially I, and I think don't make fun of me and I think that a lot of it also has to do with the content that we're putting out more we're being a little bit more uh, interactive via social media and you know Facebook Instagram and all that good stuff Um, but it is great to see how everyone um, is giving their feedback, whether it is by taking the polls or sending us private messages or commenting under the pictures, uh, that we post, uh, whether it be the picture of the upcoming or the current episode, or when we post, you know, random things that we like to uh, pick the brains of our, you know, our people and uh you know try, try to get uh, a little bit more insight of what other people are thinking as well uh so that's really good and you know we're very grateful for the text messages for the messages for the people that we see uh that talk to us about the episodes and you know it's good to know that people are actually listening you know, because this is, you know, we're in a room. It's just me and you. We don't have an yeah. audience. So we don't have um, automatic or instantaneous reaction like we can't. You know, if we say something funny, we're not hearing laughter. If we say something you know a little reckless, we're not hearing the oohs and ahs. Right. Uh, but when, you know, later on, when people actually get to the episodes and they, you know, give us their feedback, it is uh, it does serve of encouragement. So, yeah, it's all good.
1: And I mean, and we're not on a platform or have something behind us kind of, you know, promoting us or pushing us. So everything that, you know, we do kind of comes from, again, ourselves. And um, I think we have been doing a pretty good job, you know, to all those out there. I mean, I know we kind of say this all the time who have an idea or something that, you know, you want to do that's been on your heart. Just try to find the way to get it done. You know, get someone that's connected to you, um, you know, with the same vision and just purpose and, you know, try to get those things done. I mean, it's definitely possible, you know, do what you can where you are right now at the moment.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, and it also has its, you know, and it may be sound weird what I'm about to say, but it's therapeutic qualities where, you know, at least for us, when it comes to this, you know, we get together, we talk, you know, we hash a couple of things out, you know, and, and it's, you know, maybe in next season or in, in one of the future seasons, we'll do like behind the scene videos. Cause yeah. sometimes, you know, we're, and I think we mentioned this before as well, where we'll, you know, get together and then we're sitting down for an hour, just going back and forth to certain topics and just, you know, speaking um, unfiltered and just saying what we think and, you know, whether we, we agree or disagree with certain things or whatever. And then we get to the recording part. So it's really the recording. What you guys are listening to is a condensed version of what happens behind the scenes. So you never know. Maybe in the future, that's something that I uh, will consider doing uh, behind the scenes video, behind the scene episodes uh, where you guys can kind of get an idea of our thought process process and you know how we get down to actually doing the 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 episode so
1: yeah definitely I think um I think that's a good idea we should definitely do that um there has been a few uh new releases in music these last few days and in this last week um I just came across Evan Kraft he released um the song by Hillsong So Will I Mm -hmm. um it's a very popular song they've um, been playing it all over it has won awards and um different things and he has translated the song into spanish it's called Yo tambien Um, So if you haven't checked out that song, go check it out. I know you just finished listening to it. Yeah. And um, what do you think so far? Oh,
0: yeah, I think it's great. Evan Kraft is actually one of the people that I actually enjoy listening to. Um, His album from last year, Impulso, uh, is actually one of my favorite albums at the moment, which is something that anytime one of those songs pop up you know, on the drive to work or to wherever, I actually really enjoy it. Uh, So if you don't. If you're not familiar with Evan Kraft, or you haven't listened to his music or whatever, he's been out for years, maybe going back, um, maybe 2002, uh, 2012 and something, something right. around that. Um, so there's a lot of content that he actually has out there uh, that you guys can like, catch up on and listen to him and listen to his music. He does, um, you know, organic uh, acoustic sessions. He, I think he has an album that's on that also as yeah. well. Um, so check him out, Evan Kraft. It's pretty yeah, good. I mean, he's actually I think he just came back from Israel as well yes, so that he was in israel true. and he was yes. doing
1: all of that i mean that's uh super awesome right there yeah. and um again he's known for translating a lot of these songs that are you know hit songs in you know in english yep and he translates a lot of these songs into spanish and i know talking off air you kind of have an opinion on that what are your thoughts on that
0: um well he's actually not you know he's not the only one that does this christine Clario also is known for translating certain songs or whatever i personally you know, I enjoy it, especially when, no offense, it's better than the original. When you can translate an English song that's actually good to Spanish and it's even better, that's, you know, it's crazy. It's awesome. Uh, but I did have an experience with a co-worker once where, um, you know, she was inquiring a little bit more about Christian music and stuff like that or whatever. And, you know, I was sending her certain people and I was sending her, hey, listen to this, listen to that one or whatever. Uh, but she kind of got, got to the consensus of, do Spanish people no longer make original music? Like, why Ooh. is kind of everybody translating all the English songs? Uh, so, you know, I, I that's what I found a little interesting, uh, where, you know, there is certain artists that do, do well in translating English music and you know sometimes those catch a little bit more traction than their actual original songs uh but you know there should also be a push to get more original Spanish or whatever language it is whatever las- language you listen to uh content out there as well I mean I don't know do you do you agree with that do you feel that there is a lot of translating and less more original like yeah I, music out there
1: I I can see that happening and um you know I think that it's you know it goes beyond translation sometimes i mean Mm -hmm. i think sometimes people don't um fully understand the process when you translate something that it goes beyond just saying you know heaven is cielo Cielo, yeah and you know things like that it has to do with syllables yep and if one line of the english song has you know 13 syllables then the line in spanish so it can melodically sound the same needs to be around the same amount of syllables. And sometimes, you know, the words in Spanish have more syllables than they would in English. So the process is, you know, very long and can be tedious. And, um, you know, I actually remember uh, Lucia Parker was live on her Instagram and she was in a studio with an artist that was translating his song and she kind of went through the process and it was the same thing. Okay, counting syllables and okay, you know, making sure everything sounded right and you had the accents and the pronunciation was right and everything. So it is a long process. Um, from a business and marketing standpoint, I think if there's a song in English that's doing really well, such as yeah. Reckless Love, yep. I think if you're a Spanish worship artist, I think it's almost smart smart yeah. to do something like that as long as it feels real. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I can't connect to Reckless Love for whatever reason, because I don't like the song or maybe there was something in the song that, believe it or not, there are people that, you know, yes. the song isn't their number one song. Some people didn't like the title, Reckless Love. Oh, how could God's love be reckless? It's not reckless. God is perfect, right? So if you can't connect to a song or you can't connect to something like that, then don't just do it for the business and marketing side of things. So, you know, again, we don't really know people's intent. We don't know an artist's intent when they do translate things. You know, we see the final product, but I think it's great. I think there are a lot of songs in English, such as that song, So Will I, that it's almost like, man, if someone translated this into, you know, Spanish, it would be great. Like, you know, um, I I listen to a lot of songs in English that are maybe not worship songs or like are a pop song or something like that. And I'm like, man, like, you know, Tori Kelly's Never Alone song would be great in Spanish. Mm -hmm. How do you translate that? Right. And um, I think it's great when artists are able to do that and they feel like, you know what? This song is awesome in English. Let's, you know, let's translate it i know christine on her new album mm-hmm. um emmanuel did the same thing that yeah. famous song um i'm no longer a slave um to sin or to mm-hmm. fear
0: she also did reckless love as well
1: and she did reckless love she yeah. translated those songs and i mean you know i'm sh- the people in the crowd loved it and mm-hmm. um especially uh i just listened to this week because she released the video um to that song, I'm no longer slave to sin. I don't know the translation of that in Spanish, but she sang it with Julio Melgad, yeah. and um, that was a really cool moment, you know, with them singing that song. Very powerful.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and I definitely appreciate it because when they cannot get out of the park, um, when translating English song to Spanish, it is great, and you know for a fact that at least for the next three months, everyone in their grandmother's church will be singing those songs during worship, because that's kind of what happens. Uh, But what I will say is that I do want to see more of our Spanish or other language worshipers put out more content and more music and you know like be creative and you know step up your game and do you know do things where then instead of you translating songs from english to spanish or to whatever language they're translating your songs to their language right um you know so i definitely would like to see that movement as well i think that for our time maybe now you know we are seeing um some more uh you know, huh? what is that called? We are seeing some more traction, especially in the Spanish realm. But, you know, I, I do feel that there is a gap or a you know there's something missing where you know they're not pumping out music the same way that they used to be at least you know maybe maybe we're not hearing it so if you know of any great music out there be it in spanish or whatever you know our friend brian is always sending us songs in portuguese and they're (laughs) killing it in brazil man it's really good right um you know so if you have good music out there especially spanish that maybe we're not hearing they're not we're not crossing paths with it send it our way we're definitely i'm me personally i'm hungry for it yep you know so send it our way so that we can listen to it and you know and if you're into translating songs kudos to you we're not knocking your game you know definitely good continue to do that it is a gift and like uh, miguel was saying it isn't something that's easy to do especially when you're doing it right uh but we definitely want a little bit more originality out there as well
1: Anna Grace, um, we've spoken about her many different times. She has released a new song as well. And Anna Grace is one of those artists that writes her own songs. Um, She's, you know, uh, one of our, um, you know, friends and people that we know. She has sang at our church before and at different events that we've been um, throughout the years. And she has released her song, Volver a Ti, and, um, it's a Spanish song return with, to you. yes, means return to you. And it's a Spanish song and it's a duet with Blanca. Yeah. And Blanca's originally from group one crew. Group One crew. One crew. Right? That's from real back in the day. Back.
0: Yeah. I you remember know, I remember that.
1: Crew. Yeah. Manipulation. Right? <laughs> Something like that. Right. So that's them. And, um, she is on the song with, uh, Blanca and um, I don't know, or Blanca's on the song with Anna Grace. With her, yeah. I listened to the song. I really like the song. I like the lyrics of the song. And um, just the whole idea of returning back, you know, to God. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure Anna Grace had some type of experience or some type of moment where, you know, she wrote this song. So she definitely, you know, had something happen where maybe she felt like. You know, she needed to return back to God or maybe someone, you know, around her did, you know, wherever she got her inspiration from. But I think it's a theme that a lot of people can relate to and that a lot of people um, can definitely feel like, man, like I need to return. I need to get back to that first love or I need to go back to that place where, you know, I was at one point. Maybe I'm not praying the same way I was. Maybe I'm not seeking you. You know, God, the same way I was before. I need to get back to that place. Yeah. And
0: I think it's really good where, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you completely left the church and you, you know, your relationship with God was destroyed. It doesn't have to be something as dramatic or as crazy um, as that. You know, sometimes we're just not in the place that we used to be where, you know, we used to be at 100 or we used to give 110% or we were active or we were this, you know, we were, you know, in it to win it. And now we're kind of a little complacent. You know, this is about you as well, returning. Back to that first love, returning back to enjoying what you're doing, enjoying serving God, enjoying being of 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 service to others as well, and being part of your church and your you know whether it is your youth group or your men's ministry, your women's ministry or whatever it is, you know that you actually enjoy doing it as well because I think that a lot of times you know we go through certain things, certain situations, whether you know you're going through a lot in your personal life and you kind of you know let things take a back burner and you're not as enthusiastic as you were before because you're tired or you're overworked or you're burned out, whatever it is. Um, and sometimes we have to be like, God, man, you know, help me, you know, find that happiness again, or all that joy or, you know, and you do that by going back to him, yeah. you know, you, 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 whether it is through prayer, whether it is through honesty and, you know, when you're speaking to him and you're just shedding your whole heart out to him, you know, be like, Lord, I, I, you know, I need to get back to where I know I'm supposed to be. So that's really cool.
1: Yeah, you can definitely um, go check out that song wherever you get your music from. Um, you'll definitely find it. And again, listen to the message. It's in Spanish. If, you know, you've don't understand spanish or don't really listen to spanish music send it to someone that you think uh you know will be blessed by it you know anna grace um is a local artist and um you know is someone that you know needs support needs our support and and we're
0: uh, definitely looking forward to that album release like you know it's we i personally like her music i think she's really good Mm -hmm. at what she does uh so you know the singles are good but Come on, let's get the full, yeah, the full, yeah. Mumble so, jumbo, like I definitely,
1: we're looking forward to the full project, and um, and congratulations to her because she just got married, um, this past weekend. Yes, so that true. was very nice. Um, Christian Gray, another artist, um, he has re- has released a new album, and um, his new album is called "Clear the Air," and um, it's Air H E I R. Um, so Christian Grey is known as a Christian rapper/slash singer. Um, a lot of his music is not only um, like known in the Christian circle; it's kind of also been in certain movies and commercials. Mm-hmm. Like his one of his songs, "Stop Me," was featured in a movie and also in a commercial as well. Um, but in 2017. Um, He took some time off of social media. He took a hiatus from the industry and um, he found himself uh, healing and basically just going through um, a process. And that whole process kind of inspired the album Clear the Air. And... um, He basically, this new album, it's 11 tracks. um, He collaborated with many different people on it. But I really like how he explained the title of the album. He explained the title of the album by saying, you know, that we are co-heirs with Christ. um, The fact that we are part of God's kingdom, therefore we have value, you know, we're loved. And um, he says that that is why he chose the word heir, H-E-I-R, mm-hmm. um, the play on words referencing clearing my name, so to speak, reminding myself and in turn others that our sins don't define us. Our mistakes don't rule our lives. Faith in God does. His value on us does. No matter what you do, where you're from, we're all in this together. Yeah. So for those of you who may not know, you know, during his break and his hiatus, he was going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, In his marriage, Um, he does have a child. So, you know, obviously there's a strain there. There's a lot of things and sensitive, um, you know, moments and things like that. You just have to be very careful of. He took some time off and this whole album, you know, I listened to it and you can definitely feel that. Um, that pain, you can definitely feel the redemption, you can feel, you know, his vulnerability. And it's something that um, we're going to be talking about in a future podcast about how a lot of Christian artists are being very comfortable being vulnerable and are getting very comfortable kind of just, you know, exposing themselves in a way and just opening themselves up and just letting people know, like, listen, these are my mistakes, these are my flaws, this happened, but this mistake, this flaw does not define who I am?
0: Yeah, you know, in the article which was written by a heart, it, ah, I Heart Radio. Yes. there you go. Uh, they asked him, "What did you learn most about yourself during the process?" In which he responded, "That Jesus loves me. That I have value. That my story is important." And that in turn taught me that everyone in the world has value, that Jesus loves everyone and that everyone's story is important. You know, and I think that that's really cool. It's very impactful and powerful that, you know, it's very easy for an individual that's going through uh, a personal situation um, to feel very um, low or to feel very in the out, especially when everybody knows your business and everybody knows what's going on or whatever. You kind of feel alone and you feel like man you know i messed up or whatever it is because even if you know in his situation he is going through a divorce and maybe nobody there wasn't infidelity i don't know whether or not there was or whatever but in the simple fact that the marriage didn't work out sometimes that kind of makes you feel like man i messed up you know this was supposed to be a success story and it wasn't a success story um the way that he thought it was going to be and you know you that that plays on your mind and and all that other stuff or whatever but at the end of the day you know the great thing about the god that we serve is that regardless of whatever situation You're going through his love is still there for you, you know. His redeeming power is still there for you. You know, if you need it, if you need to be strengthened or lifted up, he is still there for you. You know, so I think that's very important that he points that out.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because I find it so crazy that someone, you know, like him that sings about God and you know, his music is kind of has that godly influence, and you know, he. Speaks on his faith and he seems so confident. You know, when asked that question, What did you learn in this process? his first response would be, I learned that Jesus loves me. Yep. You know, and it's funny because at times, you know, we forget that, you know, We all need that constant reminder. Mm -hmm. We all need that refresher that, you know what, in the midst of what we go through, regardless of how we feel, how messed up we feel, how dirty we feel, Jesus loves us. Yep. You know, and I feel like sometimes we take that phrase for granted. You know, we sing that song when we're little Jesus loves me, yes, I know, for the Bible tells me so. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we get so tired of singing that as a child. We grow older, and, you know, that's just almost like a childhood memory. But the power that lies behind those words, the fact that Jesus loves me, yeah. is something that I think we need to like remind ourselves like every day the fact that God's love is still there for us absolutely you know and someone like him on his level that people would think has everything all together you know we see that goes through tough moments as well and learned in this process man Jesus loves me I have value I'm worth something mm-hmm. and I just find that so interesting how sometimes we can forget you know
0: God's love we can and I, forget that and, you know and then it's it's i don't i guess uh, maybe this is not the right way to say it but i think it's unfortunately it's kind of natural where everyone does go through those moments or those seasons or those you know, uh, rough patches in their lives where, you know, maybe they're just going through a lot. They have a lot happening. They're trying to juggle 110 things and nothing is going right for them. And, you know, they feel stressed out and they feel alone and they feel this and they feel that or whatever. And they completely forget about the fact that they serve a God who is awesome, a God that is, you know, there for them, a God that in all, you know, in, in the most simplest and powerful way simply loves them. You know, that alone is enough to carry you through to the other side. And I know, you know, I'm only 30 years old and I can, you know, think of at least three times in this journey where I forgot about that. I completely forgot about the fact that God loves me, that he's there for me, that he's with me, that my life is purposeful, that, you know, there's a reason why I'm going. I went through certain things or there's a reason why, you know, certain things didn't go the way that I wanted to or whatever. But, you know, it all encompasses the simple fact that, you know, he loves me. And that, you know, it reminds me of, you know, how he loves us by Jesus' culture. And the fact that
1: that changes everything. Yeah. When, you know, you even just verbally say that and hear yourself saying it again, those words, they they definitely have power to hear. You know what? God loves me. Jesus loves me. And I think that, you know, that's really awesome. So go check out um, his new album titled titled Clear the Air. And um, remember that, you know, we are all heirs of Christ. Therefore, we've been redeemed. And um, you know we've been uh, set free from all of that. Yep. And um, the Dove Awards were happened happened last weekend, and um, I think it was really cool because they normally don't do this, but they live streamed the Dove Awards on Facebook. Yeah. So I we've spoken about this in season one. The fact that uh, you know obviously Christian award shows like the Stellar Awards or the Dove Awards don't really get the same. Uh, popularity or promotion, promotion or yeah. engagement, right? As other award shows like the Grammys or BET Awards and things like that. And we've spoken about that. But I think one of the reasons is because it's not like you can't put on Fox or yeah. ABC and, and watch, you know, the these award shows yet. yet. So yeah. it's, it's on TVN. Not a lot of people have TVN. Not a yeah. lot of people know that you can go to ITBN.org and access all of those channels for mm-hmm. free. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and watch, you know, these award shows and stuff. So it's hard to even just access the Dove Awards just right yeah. off the bat from the beginning. Well, it's it's
0: it's not hard in the sense that, you know, it is accessible if you know the channels to get to it. Right. It's just that since it isn't as popular and, you know, it doesn't have as much, um, you know, hits or, you know, um, it's not um in trending, trending or in demand. Yeah. I was looking for the word trending. You know, it's just it, the information isn't out there and you kind of have to dig for it. But the minute you find it, it's like, yo, this is so easy. I just got to go to the website, hit on the video or see it live or whatever. And you can enjoy. They put up the whole thing. The whole show. So the it's red, not like, They you have know, a red carpet. Yeah. Like,
1: you know, I don't want this is like a legit award show. So yes. they have a red carpet. They have press they have journalists they have people there photographers um, all the artists the Christian artists from all the songs that we listen to they're all there in one room in one place so imagine that's a whole lot of Jesus (laughs) you know in one place and um, I think it's really awesome and I do hope that you know i know there are artists that are taking steps towards kind of bridging that gap that mm-hmm. we have and getting more access and making it more mainstream and i definitely hope that you know that continues to move forward and continues to you know open doors for this to be on bigger platforms yeah but
0: a lot of it also has to do with the people you know if it, if it's not trending or you guys aren't liking the videos or it's not getting the views and stuff you know you may want to do it but if you're not going out of your way to actually look at it and see it and watch it it, you know, they don't have the stats to prove. You know, they can't right. go to a network and be like, hey, we should, you guys should put our our award show on, you know, on your channel, and they're gonna be like, okay, show me the stats. Yeah. Only two people saw the video, they're gonna be like, get this out of my face. It's a joke. Right. But when everybody's actually going on, um, they're they're looking at the videos, they're sharing it, they're hashtagging it, they're getting it mm-hmm. trending or whatever, it's building up, you know, press. So it's building up commotion, it's making noise. Um, and that is what gets the intention of these of these network executives and stuff and even if it doesn't get on the network executive level at the end of the day we should still be supporting them yeah and, you know wanting to see this and being there because i know people that do grammy parties they do you know all these award show parties they have people come over and they eat or whatever and they watch the shows you can do the same thing with mm-hmm. your christian artists as well
1: that's true and i mean i was watching it and as i was watching it i mean you know seeing reckless love being sung and you know um all of these artists singing these songs that we love you know mm-hmm. and things like that it's just a shame sometimes i think or just unfortunate that it's not on a bigger platform yeah you know i think that there's such power in gospel music there's power in, in you know worship music christian music and the god that we sing to is so real and you know i know that something like the Grammys, we have so many artists that go on there, so many people tuned in. And, you know, a lot of times the artists on those platforms take advantage to talk about social issues or take Mm -hmm. advantage to talk about a message that they kind of want to bring forth, they want people to listen to. Um, I think of someone like Logic who does that with his music and the, you know, whole suicide prevention and things like that. He'll Mm -hmm. literally put up the number, you know, if you feel like, you know, taking your life or you feel depressed, you know, you call this number. And it's so unfortunate that we have that, Mm -hmm. We have, you know, that solution. We have that number to call, you can say. And, um, you know, the power that lies in gospel music, I know that if people were to listen to it and just have that moment, you know, at home where they're watching this award show and, you know, hearing all these people sing and just worship the Lord, I know that something great would happen in their lives and god would definitely minister and touch them so it's just something that you know we got to keep praying for that you know god keeps opening these doors um you know uh, so many artists won different awards yeah. um Torin wells uh won new artist he won contemporary christian Artist. corin hawthorne won um contemporary gospel urban record of the year for won't he do it tasha Cobbs won urban worship album of the year heart passion pursuit um for that album, Reckless Love yeah. won Song of the Year. We know that song was huge. And Worship Song of the Year. And Worship Song of the Year. Um, then there's Worship Recorded Song of the Year. Hillsong <laughs> won that with So Will I. You know, I would love to, like, see these categories. Like, some of these categories, you know, Worship Recorded Song of the Year, Worship yeah. Song of the Year, Song of the Year pretty crazy but um tasha Cobbs won gospel artist of the year so definitely um you know the dove awards were you know a big um a big night for gospel and christian music um yel san marcos won they oh, even have true. a yeah. category for spanish language album of the year they won uh for their album
0: pentecostes alex alex Urdo also won he won for spanish language recorded song of the year yeah Sing-ti. Uh, which is really cool. I was also seeing uh, Marvin Sapp, who's still, you know, doing his thing. Yeah. One for Close. Uh, Corinne Harthorn, Hawthorne, also one as well for Won't He Do It. So, you know, these are a lot of people that we listen to. So I'm yeah. pretty sure if we listen to these um, people, you listen to them as well. So it's really good to see that they're actually getting recognized uh, for their music, you know, because, and you know, at the end of the day, no one does it for that. You know, it's not right. like, oh, you know, I'm doing it because I want to get, you know, 500 awards or whatever. You're doing it because you're going out there and you, you're using your gift to do what God has called us to do, but it is good to get the recognition. It, it is good, you know, to know that while you are also doing an impact, you know, they are people that recognize that your work is actually really good, that your, your music is good. Your songwriting is good, you know, and that that's, you know, that's part of it as well. You know, yeah. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong. You know, you know, and I know that there are people that do feel that you shouldn't um when it comes to the gifts that God has given you, that it shouldn't be—you shouldn't work it as a business, or you shouldn't market it, or you shouldn't charge, or you shouldn't this, or you shouldn't that, um, or whatever. Uh, but these are people who—they, this is what they live off by, and you know, they're selling their records, and they're, you know, selling their songs and, and their singles and stuff work. like that. Yeah, and they're putting in work. You know, they're work. putting
1: in work. That at the end of the day, that needs to be acknowledged as well. I mean, yeah. travel costs and all of that, and these people travel with bands. Yep. You know, who's paying for that? Yeah. You know, the, the
0: airfare, the hotel, the, the food, the yeah, list sometimes that. we
1: struggle with, you know, buying yeah. three patelillos after the service, <laughs> you know, imagine getting invited to sing at the Dove Awards. How yeah. are you getting there? Yeah. You know, so what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Yeah. You know, so it's things like that that I think people do need to be mindful of, you know, yeah. as well when it comes to these things. Um, but today is an interesting day.
0: It is for some people, for some <laughs> people, <laughs> for most people, um,
1: you know. Uh, Today is October 31st, at least when we're releasing this episode, Yeah, October 31st. So in the United States,
0: October 31st means something. Yes. Do we know what it is? Halloween. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So we should have started off the episode by saying trick or treat. That's what we should have done. Anyway. Dun, dun, dun. With like spooky, like um,
0: ghost noises and stuff in the background. Yeah.
1: Maybe we can end it that way. Anyway. I'm only joking. So... (laughs) I think this is um, a a topic that a lot of people struggle with, Um, you know, at least talking about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, the it's I don't know, like I feel like people have a. um, A tough time with, you know, expressing not only I don't want to only say what the what the what their opinion is, but also, you know, stating what you know, what we feel is right or wrong in reference to uh, Halloween, Um, you know, where if we were to speak about it on a regular like human level and, you know, my opinion on a regular human level as a a human being, individual, whatever, Halloween looks cool. It looks fun. You know, the whole getting dressed up and going around and having fun and bugging out and doing all that great stuff, not great stuff, but all that crazy (laughs) stuff or whatever does have its appeal. And it is, you know, it, it does have its appeal where it, it seems to be fun. Yeah, I um, mean
1: sin does look fun normally. Well, no <laughs> <laughs> well he just got to the point. <laughs> it's just a sin no. Um,
0: you know, um, so it does it does have its definite intrigue. And, you know, and, and, I don't know, it's a, it's something about it. It's something that, you know, once October comes, that's what everybody's, like, building in my, in my job. You know, they do this uh, Halloween party on my job at the end of the month, and everybody's already talking about what costume to wear and what department is going to wear this, this department is yeah. going to wear that. So it's, like, this hype that builds up behind it. Um, so I, I do see the attraction, and like, so I do see the excitement that comes with it. But for us who are uh, believers and for us that understand, and that we walk on two realms there's two worlds that yeah. we're actually living in in the same time which is the physical one and the spiritual one we know that halloween goes masaya however you would say that in English, beyond um just the uh, costumes and the trick-or-treating
1: right and i think that i think you said that really well the fact that we live in two worlds in a way yeah you know We have the God that we serve, the God we represent, yet we're in this world. We're not of this world, but we're in this world. And, you know, I think that there's a struggle at times, believe it or not, at, you know, even adults struggle with the idea of fitting in. Mm-hmm. and how do I do something that seems to be socially acceptable and culturally acceptable and okay, mm-hmm. you know? There's really nothing wrong with dressing up, and it's, you know, my child, and it's my mm-hmm. baby. I'm dressing him up as this or as that, as an angel, as, you know, what's that show your son likes to watch? PJ Masks, Mask, right? Yeah. I'm d- All these little things, and it seems okay, and it mm-hmm. seems like it's innocent and mm-hmm. things like that, you know? But that's where, again, we kind of... Dance on that line where we're taking something that really has deep, dark meanings and roots mm-hmm. behind it and kind of adjusting it to fit our, you know, logic and our reasoning behind it. Well, I'm not going mm-hmm. all in, or we're not doing anything with spirits or ghosts, yeah. you know, which are things that I've heard before.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's just your, your, in a way, playing with fire, because at the end of the day, you know, I I think about my son. Let's say that, for example, I grew, uh, I had the mentality of, you know, there's nothing wrong with Halloween as long as you don't dress up as a demon, or as long as you know you don't watch quote unquote scary movies, even though you watch scary movies all year long. But that's a whole t- different subject, uh, or, or whatever, you know, you know, and I and I and I try to explain it to a kid. There's gonna come a point where, you know, kids are honest and kids will tell you straight up, and they're gonna be like, Dad, what's the difference between me wearing spider-man and be me being a vampire at the end of the day they're gonna think a costume is a costume uh so to have to explain to them that okay but there's this whole spiritual aspect that comes with it as well is a little tougher you know instead of from the jump you just being like and explaining like we do not do this this isn't what we where we um decide to uh um partake in because you know it's not right it's not it's not the thing to do but when you start to play around with that gray area and you start to instill at least in your kids that it's okay to you know straddle the fence that's a very dangerous territory because they will take that with them for everything else yeah and it that's won't only thing. be yeah. for halloween
1: it's compromise you know yeah. it's compromise and you know you compromise in one area what's the difference between compromising in this area yeah you know and like you said it carries on to other things if we're gonna you know uh switch things around and manipulate things to kind mm. of fit what we think is okay we should be able to do that with everything yeah. across the board you know and it's very it's very tough. You know, I, for one, am one that grew up, you know, not participating in Halloween, not, you know, uh, participating in any trick or treating or anything like that. You know, our church for years has always done, you know, a night on Halloween where, the, you know, the kids come to church and, yeah. you know, the church kind of gives them candy and things like that. And they just have, you know, games like and stuff. Yeah, and they just you know, have, like you know, games and stuff, and stuff for them.
0: Um, <laughs> that sounds so tacky. I'm sorry. <laughs> But uh, but you know what? It does it does serve its purpose because, you know, the next day you will have kids that go to school and they'll be like, oh, you know, I went around and I got candy bars and I did this or whatever. And then you have these kids that if it wasn't because churches actually did something like that, you know, a friend, uh, a co-worker of mine, her church does a talent night. On halloween's day, on oh, Halloween, cool. um, so the kids come and they do their talent show, whatever. And yeah, they walk out where they walk out with candy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they actually have an experience. Number one, to talk about the next day in school. Um, and number two, you know, you keep them in a safe place. They had fun. They did their thing or whatever. And in their way, they also glorified God in what they right. were doing. And you know, they they're not feeling like they're missing out. You and know? I'm
1: not a parent, but I think that sometimes parents feel that sense of guilt when mm-hmm. it comes to their kids. That maybe when they go to school, yeah, you know. They do feel left out. I mean, honestly, I remember kind of feeling that at times. Mm -hmm. And I went to a Christian school. So, and that didn't (laughs) matter, you know, um, where... I did feel like, oh, man, like everyone and they're asking, oh, what did you Did you go? Oh, you know, or you want to go? And yeah. you're kind of like, oh, no, I'm busy. <laughs> I don't do that. Right. Like things like that. But, you know, there's that sense of feeling like you're missing out on something. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, that's as a child and then you're a teenager and that kind of grows a little bit more. And you mm-hmm. would think by adulthood that those feelings leave No. and they don't. They no. only grow worse. And yeah. you have, a you know, 30 year olds running around you know, leading worship on Sunday and on Halloween, they're dressing up, you You know? know? You have the
0: churches that actually do Halloween in church, church. you know, which was something that like maybe like two or three years ago, this was like, at least on my Facebook feeds and stuff that we were seeing online, we were seeing a lot of this where churches were celebrating Halloween in church, which... It is what it is. And it wasn't even like a twist on it. It wasn't like they were saying they're doing Halloween right. and then people Or like came. they were all dressed as ghosts, yeah. but it was like the Holy Ghost, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was like... nothing like that. It was like straight up Halloween, right? Um, which, you know, to me just boggled my mind 100%. Um, you know, and something that I read in an article that I found interesting as well, where, you know, there are other churches that do, um, like, they try to do, like, scare t- tactic evangelism, where they'll do, like, they will they're they'll they'll make their church into like a quote unquote haunted house but it's about like sin so you know mm. so if you you know, if you f- if you aborted, this is the room about abortion or whatever to scare you to feel bad or whatever. Or if you do drugs, this is the room that shows you what that sin looks like or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the crazy thing uh, that I read about because they were they were speaking of the art uh, about that that whole situation. And they were saying how, you know, in a in a world or in a, a generation where it takes a lot to have shock value in order for you uh, to actually do that and be of shock value, you would have to get, like, really graphic. So mm-hmm. is that really serving its purpose? Is that something that Jesus himself would do? They'd be like, hey, let's, you know, he'll tell the disciples, let's do a haunted house and, you know, scare these people into believing about God and repenting of right. their sin. That That's counterintuitive. It's not going to work. So, you know, it's, yeah. there's a lot of crazy things out there that you will see or you will hear of that some of them catch traction and others kind of die out or whatever. But at the end of the day, why are you bending backwards to emulate or to replicate what the world is doing and you're not doing something that is either a more powerful or be more original yeah you know, i don't know it's, no, it's I mean, a I completely tricky.
1: agree and we're not even talking about the history of it because a yeah. lot of times people like to disqualify that you know well i'm not doing it with that purpose i'm not doing it with the purpose that the people who p- did that years ago did it with yeah. you know and they like to exclude history and we're not even talking about just history no, no, no you know we're focusing on what it represents and you know what it is as a whole yeah the darkness around it and you know the that darkness that kind of, you know, shadows the whole idea. You know, the Bible talks about us being light and children of light and carriers of light. You know, that whole idea between light and darkness, you know, and how light and darkness really you know you cannot be in both you cannot yeah. do both you know and i think for a lot of people this is something that they may not have a firm answer on or they yeah. they may not have enough information or knowledge to even you know really give an opinion mm-hmm. and um it's something that i really encourage that if you feel that way that you research and kind of discover on your own yes. you know like should i be doing this and and really pray about it like yeah. i feel that most times you know and i'm talking about believers and christians who grow up, let's say, believing, you know, oh, Halloween is evil, it's the devil's day, and Mm -hmm. words like that and phrases like that. I feel like when they get to a certain point in their lives where they begin to participate and, you know, do whatever, you know, people do on Halloween and go out and stuff, I think that they didn't even pray about it or in that Mm. moment they didn't even like question. Maybe it was just like an invitation. It was just like, you know what? Like there really is nothing wrong. Like this is not that big of a deal. And I truly believe that like, if you were, if you're struggling in that and kind of debating on these things, man, pray and ask God, like, God, listen, this is heavy on my heart. I don't know what I should do. Mm -hmm. You know, help me understand, teach me, help me kind of get, you know, this whole idea and, and convict me of it. And I think God will do that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, to tell you the truth, it goes beyond that, you know, as uh, for someone who grew up in church, for example, which is both of us, we both grew up in church, practically you, your whole life, me, basically my whole life since I was five um, or whatever. You have to come to a point in your walk where you're not just walking by hearsay. You're not walking because they told you this is the path you have to walk. You need to walk this path because of your familiar- familiarity with the Lord and your relationship with him. You know, if you grew up your whole life not celebrating Halloween because people just told you not to do it, not because you had a personal conviction, not because you felt like from God that it is not to do whatever, you know, that goes across the board for anything. If you don't do things just because I'm, you know, my grandmother told me, you know, growing right. up that I shouldn't do it, but you don't feel personally that is wrong. It's going to be so quick for you to jump ship because the minute that someone gives you that that invitation or that offer or whatever, you don't have the personal Conviction or the personal um, understanding to know whether or not something is right or wrong, and yeah. you can't live and you can't walk a Christian walk when not having personal conviction and personal understandings of things, especially when it comes to this walk. Like you, it's. It's, it's going to be impossible because there is going to come a point where you are going to get tested on something. And since you don't have a personal stance on it or personal conviction about it, you're just going to flop.
1: And the thing is, I think it's so funny because I think that a lot of people like to focus on Halloween. I like to focus on this so much. And I think that, you know, it's beyond Halloween. Yeah, it goes beyond Halloween like it's much it's a much bigger picture than like oh should I celebrate Halloween should I not it's nothing wrong with it again I think it's like what you said this goes with you know your relationship and your connection with God yep you know and Halloween is just one small area, one small thing. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like check every other area of your life. Yes, absolutely. You know, are you dabbling in things that you feel like, you know, well, technically the Bible doesn't say or technically, you know, I'm not really like I don't feel convicted because that's what people love to say. Like, I don't feel like it's wrong. I don't feel anything spiritually. Right. And I guarantee you that there are areas in all of our lives where it's like, okay. It's bigger than just, you know, should I go trick-or-treating or or not? It's like, you know, am I really connected with God? Am I really taking out time to spend with him? Do Mm -hmm. I really know him? Do I really, you know, am I really believing this for myself? Or is this what I've been taught for so many years and have been doing for so long that I just do it because I think it's what I'm supposed to do and what I'm supposed to believe and what I'm supposed to say? Mm -hmm. Or is it like, no, I'm not participating in this because I truly believe that I'm not supposed to participate in that. I have no business associating myself with that. You know, I have nothing, you know, to really to do with with those activities and what's being done,
0: you know. And and you know, and that that is the difficult part about this walk where it's easy to justify yourself on technicalities. It's easy to be like, well, there isn't a verse in the Bible that specifically mentions Halloween, so you know, God doesn't have an opinion on it or whatever, you know. And I hear this, you know, these these comments or these um, points of views from individuals where you know they always want to go on the technicality, technically this, technically that or whatever. But that's that is the difficult thing about this walk, where a lot of it is spiritual, a lot of it is connection with God or whatever, where there are things that a hundred percent crystal clear you know thou shalt not a thou shalt not be thou shalt not see there's other things that it's conviction through the holy spirit and if you don't have a strong relationship with the holy spirit if you don't have a strong relationship with god then you know your own you it's like you're walking with a map and you only have half the map mm. it's like you need you need the complete map to know where you're going you need a yeah. complete set of instructions back in the day you know when we didn't have gps's and you you know you go on the computer and print out the directions and your directions were three pages what happens if you lose a last page like you're gonna get almost there but in reality you're never gonna get to your final destination because you don't have the complete map and that's the important thing about this walk where you have to have the complete map which is jesus which is god which is the holy spirit to guide you in everything that you do that's what's important that we stressed the fact that it isn't only about halloween it's about everything in your life everywhere you go everything you do every step you take has to be a step that is directed and guided through God.
1: Yeah. And that's the bigger question here. And the bigger idea, the fact that it's beyond Halloween and it's more of your spiritual life, you mm-hmm. know, and the importance and the value that you place on it. And, um, you know, we're not here to tell you to, you know, throw away your candy and we're not here to <laughs> tell you to not open the doors if they come trick-or-treating and to, oh, you, but know, you know, what? on that I did, ahead.
0: I did see though, that, um, you know, it does, if someone does come knocking on your door in halloween or whatever and you want to be like hey god bless you you know jesus loves you here's a chocolate bar i don't i personally don't see anything wrong with that you know like if you want to use it as an opportunity to be you know evangelistic or as opp- or as an opportunity to you know hey get to know your neighbors or bond with the kids in the street or whatever like obviously you're not going to open the door and be like jesus loves you and not give them a candy you All know right. they'll throw an egg at you you know that's just as part of you know, the the, 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 day, uh, but you know, if you want to be smart about it and you want to, and you're looking at me kind of weird, maybe you don't agree no, with me. No, okay. Um, you know, if you want to be smart about it and be like, okay, they came knocking on my door. Hey, Jesus loves you. You know, here's a track and a candy bar right. and Hey, you don't know that may do the difference that may, and that's what you I'm know, make kind the of, impact.
1: Yeah. And that's, what's going through my mind. The idea that sometimes, and again, not just specifically Halloween, yeah. we like to, as believers almost like dehumanize ourselves mm-hmm. and separate ourselves from the world in not like the way we should, yeah, you know, but to an extreme. Where it's almost like, oh, no, I'm Christian. I don't do that. I don't talk to you. I can't talk. Like, I can't. <laughs> and it's like, no, like, it's okay to open the door and have a conversation with someone. Yeah. You know, and it's okay to do that. And taking advantage of those moments. I know people who do the whole track thing, yeah. you know, and I know people who, you know, kindly open the door and say, listen, we don't really celebrate Halloween, you know, but, you know, be safe out there and whatever. And it's been okay. Okay. You know, yep. I know people who have done that and then they've gotten their house egged and whatever. But again, it's almost like, all right, that's kind of what I have to go through in order yeah. to, you know, whatever. But the idea that you can take advantage of those moments and still, you know, not be the grumpy neighbor or yes. be the neighbor that everyone finds weird, you yeah. know, be the neighbor that, you know, what is super polite, you know, will open the door, will smile, will, you know, really express the love of christ yeah you know just don't be the neighbor that's expressing the love of christ while participating in the (laughs) activities and while you know in getting yourself involved in sin again not specifically talking about halloween but you know in order to reach people you don't need to be engulfed in sin and doing what they do to reach them you know there are ways of going about that you know so again just thinking about this just You know, again, it's bigger than Halloween. Just think about areas in your life where, you know, you may be having little compromises and and just, you know, dabbling in, in, you know, two thoughts and just not knowing what to do. And definitely, you know, pray and, you know, God will definitely show you the way, light your way, illuminate your mind and all of that to kind of, you know, knowing and being comfortable with the decision you make, you know, and not making a decision and then regretting it in a way yeah. or making a decision and then complaining all the time like you know i'm christian i can't you know
0: yeah, or make the decision and then walk away feeling uneasy about it and right you know there's certain things that don't have an immediate consequence or an immediate like you know something and tell you okay it was good or it was bad and you're kind of left in that limbo of uh, i don't know i i don't feel 100 percent, or you know you're a little confused or whatever um so that's why that's you know Yeah, it's important, man.
1: And remember, you were called to be different. You were called to stand out. You were called to be a light. And sometimes that's uncomfortable. It puts us in uncomfortable situations. It puts us in, you know in places we kind of don't want to be all the time and feeling certain ways but again it comes with the calling it comes with who we are and and you don't need a ministry for that this is everybody you love Jesus you're a believer of Christ you know you represent him you represent him in all areas to the fullest
0: and the good thing about it is that you're not alone even if physically you're in a place right now where you physically look like you're by yourself you're not alone you have God there next to you and like we spoke uh, before his love is so great and impactful and amazing that regardless So where you find yourself at this very moment his love is there with you and it's showering you and it's hugging you and it's embracing you to its completion
1: yeah embrace the light yeah stay away from the dark side
0: (laughs) (laughs) embrace the light maybe that's what you know embrace the light that's cool
1: But uh, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in, um, you know, to this episode, to this week. And um, next week we have another episode again every Wednesday. Be sure to check our SoundCloud sometimes late Tuesday night. It'll be up there. But um, definitely on Wednesday, you can hear it on your way to work or school or whatever you do. Um, Share this podcast with someone, you know, tag people, put it on your social media, get the word out. You know, we're super grateful for the response that we've had so far. And um, we look forward to all the new listeners and you know those who have been riding with us since um, the jump the jump <laughs> right from the beginning you know we're super grateful send us an email um, you know at godlifeculture@gmail.com. at gmail.com. you can yep. find us on Instagram and Facebook at godlifeculturepodcast where every Friday we try to put a poll out or a question and um, you know when we put this question out there was kind of a lot of uh, different opinions mm-hmm. and you know people with different views and stuff so we definitely want to hear your thoughts on the questions we put out and on the polls so make sure you're following us on all our social media to be involved in all that we put out there
0: absolutely and thank you thank you thank you we're loving the participation that you guys are are doing um, and being more interactive with us we greatly appreciate it and we're taking everything you guys are informing us to uh into account uh so thank you once again for tuning into the god life culture podcast that's god God life Culture. culture until next time see ya bye